Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Retro Rewind. Today, we're talking classics. That is, that is a classic, I'll give you that. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're going way before even the NES, let's say. Wait, no, I don't know. Actually, I haven't looked at the dates, so don't <laughs> mind me. Just pay more attention to Craig, because he's here. It's before and during the reign of the NES. Anyway, hello. Okay, yeah, some before, some during. Anyway, last episode, we said we were going to do Namco Museum 3. And, well, that's what we're going to talk about today, is Namco Museum 3. Now, Craig, you had a little bit of trouble getting Namco Museum, right? Yeah, that, um, it's not on sale on the digital store in the EU or Europe or the UK or wherever the hell I am. It's only, It's US only. And the physical discs seem to go for quite a pretty penny on eBay and Amazon. I've seen anything ranging from thirty-five, forty pounds, right the way up to ninety pounds for mint used discs. Oh, uh, so um, fairly priced, I'd say. F- fairly pricey, and I thought, is it worth it? No. No. So. Uh, instead, what I decided to do was just emulate each title. And you uh, you did the arcade edition of each title. Yes, I did. I made sure because I didn't the first time round. And I had to go back. Because I started playing. What did I start playing? It might have been Dig Dug. I started playing and realized I didn't have to put any coins in. And I was like, why am I not having to put any coins? <laughs> Hang on a second here. Uh, so, yeah, I went back and I changed it. And I was in arcade for each. Okay, so if you hear our scores later on, and you would like to flog us with your own much higher scores, then you can do that on Facebook, Twitter, and Gmail, and we will probably feel quite ashamed by our scores. So, Craig, overall, how long did you say you put into this? Uh, Maybe about six hours total. Okay. Most of that was loaded into three of the titles. I'll be honest. Uh, but yeah, but six hours in total. What about yourself? Uh, last night, we had a bit of a, of a family game night. And of course, I always tried out the retro stuff. And we did that for about, you know, two hours. And then this morning, I was feeling a little sheepish about my scores since we did a tentative. What do you have? <laughs> I don't know. What do you have? Last night? Yes. Uh, so I went back this morning, spent another hour or so getting my scores up on the games that I know you weren't as big a fan of, so I know I'll at least win those. Okay, yeah, I went for the games I was strongest with to try and, and get the, the good scores. You know, and I know, that I'm not good at some of these types of games. <laughs> some of these you are comedically bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, especially the kind of ones that don't come with instructions. The thing is, you, you way back in the day, like 30 years ago, 35 years ago, you're standing at a cabinet, it's got controls on it, it's got the instructions on it, it's got a bit of text, it's got labels under buttons. This, I had nothing, and I couldn't bring myself to go and Google how to play some of them. <laughs> just, I only Googled how to play one of them. Okay. And I think well, you know which one I mean. I think I, I think I do. I think but anyway, I do. let's it... let's get this this proverbial show on the road. So, Namco Museum Three, really quick, released for the PlayStation, and that was in 1996 in Japan, and then 97 and various months in both North America and Europe. Now that has a collection of games, which include Galaxian, Miss Pac-Man, Dig Dug, Fozon, Pole Position Two, and The Tower of Juraga, and they all have, of course, release dates ranging from 1979. 
1984. And, Craig, if I told you Druaga was the most recent game, would that be surprising or no? That would be very surprising because of all of them, it feels the least complex, most clunkiest, most unclear, least entertaining, most unfun title well, of now, them all. See, see, now you're using adjectives I wouldn't use, Craig. It definitely oh, feels really? the most Japanese. I'll tell you what. <laughs> okay, it, is, yeah, yeah. it is old school. So um, really quick, just what is your relationship with this era of arcade games? Uh, oh, but, oh pra- practically none, apart from the big hitters, uh, nothing at all. I had an arcade as part of a bowling alley, say, and it would have bigger, more recent titles. So by the time I hit the arcades, we were already talking like Time Crisis and House of the Dead and that. Those were big. Okay, And yeah. it was always only ever a few cabinets. Nothing, nothing. You didn't have your lonely Miss Pac-Man just shoved over in a no, corner? nothing at all. There was... Oh, there was a film. What film was it that had... Oh, God. Do you know what? Forget that, Dave. There's a film that I'm thinking of. It'll come back to me. But it was like all these nice new cabinets and then one old cabinet that was about to be put out of commission but got saved. Oh, God, it's Wreck-It Ralph. Never mind. Never wow. Mind. I've never seen Wreck-It Ralph, but uh, now that you've spoiled it for me, jeez, man. Out of curiosity, have you played the Wreck-It Ralph game? No, no, I haven't at all. And the new <gasps> film is coming out later this year, so maybe need to give it a bash. Is it good? Uh, what is it, Fix-It Felix, I think? Yeah, Fix-It fix Felix is the the name of the game. Yes, it is. Um, It's kind of fun. It's kind of like a mix between Elevator Action, Donkey Kong, and one other game uh, I can't think of right now. But yeah, it's kind of fun. Okay, so so I guess we'll go we'll go game by game here. Okay. Okay, so let, let's start with the earliest. Uh-huh. That would be Galaxian. Okay. Oh, goody. And uh, i not a big fan of Galaxian. I'm more of a Galaga kind of guy myself. Mm-hmm. Galaxian just feels way too slow. And that whole, you can only shoot one little pencil lead at a time just, just wears it, on me after a while. It does. It feel, I think we've been spoiled by the old vertical space shooter genre. That when you've only got one projectile type, it instantly doesn't feel right. It's slow paced. Yeah, it is pencil lead. It's like mechanical pencil lead with projectile. (laughs) It's it's rubbish. And there's not really a lot of variance in it. I, to be honest, I only maybe attempted this twice or three times tops. And then I just thought, you know what, I'm tapping out of this. Yeah, it, it just, it feels its age. Mm hmm. Like your ship, your ship moves way too slow for me to ever want to sit down and just okay, let's let's crank out a real high score. I think yeah. I've got you on this one, but I'm not sure. So, Craig, what's yes. your score? Are you going to make me do all my scores first, or no, 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 you go first, and then I'll go first, and then you go first. <laughs> okay, and that way, okay. you know, at least half the time I can be like, ha The tension, the tension's killing me. I have got a rather apt 1980, 1980. For this. Oh, now see, if you had got 1,979, I would have given you 10,000 bonus points. I know! I Honestly. It. It's All so right. close. It's so close to the release year. I was like, oh. Oh, well. So, Craig, I am afraid in this one, you are the loser. Ah. I got 7,970. God. <laughs> okay, I, I got, well done, I got to wave five, and then I just kind of died out of boredom. Because that... there's no variance at all. Is there not? Because I started thinking, I wonder if you get any vertical movement, if the ship gets quicker, if some extra 
weapon oh, types. No. Something. It doesn't. Is it just the same? No, that's... no. Like, like, um, you know how when you first start the first level, they'll sit there for a little bit and kind of do the space invaders thing. Yeah. Once you get to later levels, they just immediately start dive bombing you. Oh. Uh, so I mean, it gets uh, harder, but yeah, it's very rare that I end up getting bored with an arcade game before I'd have to put in another quarter. That um, my score, uh, one thousand nine hundred eighty. It actually ended on me getting frustrated with one of the greeny yellow ships at the top and suicide oh, yep. bombing it. As it dive bombed me, I just thought, do you know what? I'm just gonna crash into you. Screw you. I'm out, and and I, I took him out with me. Yeah. Um. In case you've never played it, Galaxian is is your space shooter from that era. But you can only fire one bullet at a time. Like one bullet can be on the screen at a time. So if it's dive bombing you and you miss it, you've got to wait till that bullet hits the end of the screen before you can fire again. And it does feel tense. I'll give it that, especially if you're trying to move out of the way of a dive bomber. Hmm. But I don't think it has very much legs nowadays. Like, I'll still play no. it just for fun, but I'm more of a Galaga guy. All right, Craig. Yes. The next big hitter, Miss Pac-Man. Last night when we were doing our tentative feeling each other's scores, and that sounds yes. incredibly dirty, you had mine beat. Yes, it did. So this was one I had to get a higher <laughs> score on. <laughs> overall, overall, are you a Miss Pac-Man, a baby Pac-Man, or a uh, just a regular old plain Jane Pac-Man? Um, I'm actually a fan of the Miss Pac-Man, to be honest. Between the three, Miss Pac-Man, I, I mean, apart from the fact that it got the kids buy-in, so last night I was playing and the girls were like, oh, what are you playing? I'm playing Miss Pac-Man. Like, oh, it's got a wee bow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that alone sold it to me. What I was surprised by was there seems to be some sort of story it acts as respite between areas, so you get act, um, act, the, the one that struck me is, oh, this actually is a story, is act two is the chase, and Miss Pac-Man is chasing Mr. Pac-Man. Like, oh, that's quite nice. Well, it's not Mr. It's Pac-Man, love that's story. his father. It's or, just Pac-Man. Oh, is that? Oh, oh. That's a terrible, terrible joke. That's just, that's <laughs> like such a 30s joke. I know, okay, I take what I can get. <laughs> But yeah, um, uh, original Pac-Man has those same things too. Oh, does it? This is the first time I've put a, tr- a tremendous amount of effort in to a Pac-Man game, I'll, I'll be honest. Oh, really? And the, the primary driver for that was, I'm better at this than most of the other games in this, so I really, really, really wanted to do well. So when are you going to uh, buy one of those beer hats with two cans of beer and then go for the world record? Uh, never. Okay, uh, I didn't right. look up. I didn't look up the world record for this one, but I did for a couple of other games and immediately thought, eh, nah, nah. Now, I'm, I, see, I'm happy. Let's let's talk about this for a second. Because, you know, it, it is a feat of physical endurance. You're standing at that cabinet for like 14, 18 hours. Mm-hmm. That might be the lesser problem, which is getting bored. Yeah, once, once you get into a rhythm. I was finding that, not so much with Pac-Man, uh, with Dig Dug. I was once I got into a rhythm and I had a tactic. It was just the same over and over. With the screen obviously changes color, but it was the same over and over again. Miss Pac-Man has a world record of nine hundred and twenty-one thousand three hundred and sixty. Oh, I was so close, <laughs> so close. <laughs> um, my my score, and hopefully this is good enough to win. Is originally I had fifteen thousand eight hundred and thirty, and Craig had beaten that. So this morning, I put some time in, and I got it up to 21,110. This morning, Dave, 
I over doubled my score Ooh. with a cool thirty seven thousand three hundred and twenty. <laughs> Oh, all right. So that's one for each, man. Good job. Jesus. So, <laughs> so since <laughs> heart attack, because I think so, I can only go downhill from here. <laughs> but you put a good showing. I mean, you got a good showing for Miss Pac-Man. Yeah. So Miss Pac-Man. When I was good. a kid, I oh, I used to treat this like a platformer, and it was always, don't worry about getting the ghosts. You use the power pellets to clear out the board. You know, you break it into those four quadrants. Didn't go very well. Score-wise, if I did that, I got far. I got to, like, board seven, mm-hmm. but eh, no score. Got to say, um, the ghosts, they obviously stack when you each one's double the previous, so you wait until they're clumped together, and then you eat them. The game that I played last night when I tapped out at about 17,000, I was doing that. I was picking up the pill, and then uh, it was respite from the ghosts, so I was just swooping away. Yeah. If you go and actively try and hunt them down, uh, the, sco- uh, the score just goes through the roof. The other thing that seems to be worth a small fortune is the fruit. The last banana that I picked up was worth 5,000 points. Oh, wow. See, I almost always ignored the fruits. Yeah, the f- you need to go for the fruits. The fruit is where it's at. Every level, if you get that fruit, the, the score s- stacks as well. So the banana was 5,000 on the last... And I, I didn't keep track of what screen I was on, but it was the last one. It was five grand. So Dave... You might need to get some fruit in you. I, I I mean, I went for the soft pretzel because I'm a soft pretzel man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I, I let the apricots and the cherries just, just float on by. Um, Now, this is going to make me look really bad, but I have to ask. Yes. Is this harder than I ever gave it credit for, Craig? I. It's really difficult. It's really, <laughs> it really difficult. It was a lot more difficult than what I thought it was going to be when I started. And it is certainly the most difficult game in this collection, by far. Oh, yeah. It's I mean, th- I mean, you put it up going, I've beat Monster Hunter. What do you got, Pac-Man? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I died on the second board the first two times I tried. And I'm like, okay, this this just isn't going to work. Yeah, it's at that point where you, you hunker down in your seat. And like, come on. <laughs> just do it. Now, I, I remember, like, I didn't look anything up on these because I didn't want to, you know, take advantage of ooh here's a strategy because mm-hmm. that's cheating um i remembered in pac-man each ghost has their own ai programming yes it does and i couldn't remember which one will turn and run away when you run directly towards it so i did die a bunch of times for science mm-hmm. until i found the one but yeah i'm very surprised how difficult this was because i haven't played this in you know a few years seriously anyway it's yeah, so it's something else. I think it's the it's just the amount of things that are going on. And you're right, it's the fact that you know, like the red one will always turn left and come for you slightly quicker than the other one that will always turn right. And this kind of one goes right, left, right, left, right, left, and all that. It's yeah, and it's then one will always try to ambush you from the back. Uh huh. And it it works really well. The the AI for as simply programmed as each individual ghost is together, they're quite a force. <laughs> <laughs> and we are not going to be the idiots that in, you know, the year 2018 go, you know, Pac-Man's a good game. Who would have thought? We're not, we're not going to do that. Um, you can take it for granted that almost all these games are good. Don't come here for a review of like Fozon and Pac-Man because they're all classics for a reason. Yeah. All right. All right. So at one and one, next up, we have Dig Dug. Dig Dug. Dave, this may be the peak of my performance in this oh. Oh Dig my. Dug for me 
is amazing. I I love this game. We did uh, Mr. Driller. You, yes. you remember a, a year ago now or something like that. Love that. I seem to, for some strange reason, love this very specific type of game. <laughs> I don't know what it is about it. It just it just clicked with me. So I had a, a lot of fun with Dig Dug. A lot of fun. Yeah, so, um, so far on, on Retro Rewinds, we've played as the grandson. We've played as the grandfather. All we need to do is play Dig Dug 2, and we're good. We can play Sounds the whole good. family line. Okay, so <laughs> Dig Dug... When I was a kid, this game was the game that impressed me so much for the dumbest reason. Like, I was maybe five when I first played this. But I don't know if you noticed this or not, Craig. But the music doesn't play unless you're walking. Oh, no, it's so nice, isn't it? I, just, I used I to die all the time. Just play with it. Stop, start, stop, start. Oh, my gosh. This is amazing. <laughs> it is, it's a tiny wee thing that just it makes it so pleasant to play. I don't know it what does. it is about that. It's, it's, there's something lovely about it. It's very endearing, very charming. Uh, also, this is the first time ever playing Dig Dug that I realized, oh, so the flowers are what round you're on. Oh. That that finally hit me this time, too. I didn't notice that uh-huh. until you just said that. <laughs> wow, because it tells you what round you're on at the bottom right as well. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I wonder why this level has five flowers. Funny oh, coincidence, nice. I'm on the fifth level. Huh. Oh. Um, personally, I'm more of a Dig Dug 2 man than I am a Dig Dug 1. Oh, I don't think I've played Dig Dug 2, to be honest. Or if I have, I don't know I have. It's completely different. Oh. Like, you don't <laughs> right dig then. underground oh. at all. You're so actually, what the hell do you dig? You crack off pieces of island while monsters are on it. So imagine a flat world map. Like, you're looking at a map. Oh, yeah, yeah. Monsters are just running around, and you can crack off pieces at a time. Actually, I think you'd really like Dig Dug too. Do you know what? It sounds like the exact... It sounds good. I might have to give that a try. Yeah, yeah, sometime. Maybe I'll pick it for a pick later on. But okay, down to brass tacks. You're first, correct? I... I ab- Dave, I absolutely and utterly... I hope I've trashed your score on this one. <laughs> I hope you haven't. And I'm hoping I don't just make an arse of myself. Thankfully, I'm editing this so I can cut out all this bit. <laughs> if I do point. lose... I- <laughs> so I got sixty thousand seven hundred and eighty. Oh wow, wow! You are—I uh, uh, believe the phrase is soundly trounced my score. And uh, thank I God was for that. Mildly proud of my score, but not anymore, <laughs> Craig. <laughs> what did you my get? My score was the lowly thirty thousand four hundred. I mean, that's that's not bad. I. I was getting, I got, I think last night I had about 23,000 or something like that. And then I discovered the beautiful tactic of, you know, when they start spawning, sometimes two guys spawn in one cavity. So you have to, like, not just barge in and and kill them. If you get close enough to just chip a wee bit through, you can inflate them and kill them one at a time. And I just get into the rhythm of doing that. And then I don't know what, I'd never done it before, but, you know, the other trick of, um, not dropping boulders on people, but getting them all to follow you while turning round Thinking. and just giving them one pump to yep. stop them, to to stop. I'd never ever done that before. So this morning oh. when I started playing this again, it's like, oh my goodness, this is exactly what I do. So it, it was part of one of, for you, yeah. And I was just like, oh, it's amazing. It does get incredibly tricky. You get, I think, you get an extra. Um, 
to get an extra life every I believe it's around 25,000. Okay, right. That must that must that makes sense then. Um I lost one life and then got another life and thought, "Do you know what? This isn't going to be too bad." And then I got like about the last 15,000 of those points on my last life. <laughs> I was just getting to like, <laughs> It's like I will not go down, but I've of the six hours, maybe four hours was dig dug. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you didn't use the rock then? I used rock, but it was more. I didn't. I never done it tactically because obviously the guys run away from the rock. It takes a wee bit of digging, and towards the later levels, you've got so many enemies kind of oh, floating through so fast. Yeah, the rock becomes a bit less great but well, still, you still use it as a, an emergency trigger just to get them off your back a wee bit okay now see they get double points if you kill it with a rock so the tactic is you dig straight down and then kind of make a tunnel up and as they seep through the wall to follow you they have nowhere to go but down when the rock starts to fall and you can rack up massive amounts of points i didn't because well i'm not that good at the game but that's generally how you go for those really high scores did you catch on? How long did it take till you caught on about how it scored? I still don't know. How, how the hell does it score? The different layers of the dirt. No. Where you blow them up at. Yeah. that That no. is a modifier to your score. <gasps> I know that it's, it's like they know what they're doing. They're so tricksy. Oh my god, I'm going to have to play some more of this. <laughs> uh, That's okay, mind now the, blowing. The major question. Mm-hmm. Which would you rather have a plushie of? Aww. Oh, the the, I think I'm gonna have to say the flagamar. The the flagamar, <laughs> it's a frygar. Oh, the, the, the dragons. Yeah, the fragar. Uh, I would have to go with the pukas, the little the little tomato guys. They're so cute and cuddly. It's not. It's, I mean, it's not not a bad shit. Another option would be the flower. Or or you know, dig dug himself. Or dig dug himself. Um, is his name dig and he dug? Or is no, his name his Doug name, and he digs? His name is something very Japanesey. It's like Satoshi or Satawara or or something oh. like that. I can't remember the name. But uh, oh. his name is not Dig nor Doug. Okay, fair enough. I'm guessing it's just you know you dig and then when you die you've dug. So okay. it's just you know past or present future tense. All right, next up is where I am the king. I'll have you know. Next up is Fozon, the weirdest game in this collection. It does have a certain amount of weirdness. I think in the green room you maybe mentioned that it is both entertaining and weird. I yeah. would disagree with half of that statement. Yeah. The, entertain, the entertaining part. I oh, I didn't get it at all, Dave. I was looking at the chemical symbols in the back and I was... Wondering why things were sticking to me, and I was shooting things off, and I was trying to shoot a big ball of molecules that kept on periodically <laughs> exploding. I had no idea how I was scoring points. I had no idea if I was supposed to shoot the thing or not. I tried making shapes with the things I was picking up. I tried well shooting the them giant off. shape keep... in the middle oh, is what yes. you're supposed to make. You what? Okay, so in the beginning, if you were paying attention, Craig. Uh, I know, I'm getting angry. I have no stakes in this game whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it says make this shape, and you control the little black center, and you have to get them to attach to you at a point where it will make that shape, and that's how you progress through the levels. 
is that why when you get so many of them, it says um, level not thingy or something like that? It yeah, always said that. Yeah, shape reset. not, shape not yeah. complete or something like yeah. that. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And that I makes... mean, this is all scientifically sound because you are playing as a foson and those are molecules. And so, I mean, if you ever didn't want to do science class in college, I'm pretty sure you can turn in a foson high score. And the professor will be like, all right, thank you. A plus. Yeah. Um, so, Dave, for yes. for this game, apart from that not being explicitly stated, see the big flobbly thing that's floating about that you've got to build? How do you know where to stick the things? Because it looks like an amorphous okay. blob of balls. No, no, no. Not the, not the like DNA genome thing that's floating around. Yeah. That's your enemy. You don't want that to touch oh. you. Okay. And if you'll... And right before he's going to explode, it makes a noise. So you know he's going to explode. Mm-hmm. Get the hell out of there. The shape you have to make is in the background, like right in the dead center of the screen. It shows you what shape you have to make. Oh, my goodness. I thought that was just some sort of the shape of the dock from which you were released. That's oh, hilarious. No. Yeah. Um, it is weird. I mean, I can only imagine what I don't remember what it was like when I played this for the first time, but I'm pretty sure it was on this collection when I was a kid. And go, mm-hmm. what the, what is this? Yeah, um, I, I mean, I'd never played it before. It's it's now more intriguing now that I know that it, how it works. Yeah, it's basically uh, things come flying at you from random directions and you have to try to maneuver your thing yeah. to create a shape uh, while and avoiding that exp- the DNA blob. Because I was trying to shoot the DNA blob and that now explains why when you pick three things up at different bits of you, when you press the action button, it shoots them off the last one first. Yep, yep. And that's because, obviously, if you're building a shape, you want to shoot it off if you've stuck it in the wrong place. Yes, <laughs> this sir. Is, this is all falling into place now. <laughs> um, I got showed up by an 11-year-old last night in my Fozan skills, so... Oh, wow. So are you he... reporting her score, or his score, or your score? Uh, his score, and he almost doubled what I got on his first try. Oh. So I think I'm getting some old man reflexes. Okay, right. But well, no, my score was 6,740. I mean, that's that's impressive. My score also starts with a six. <laughs> it Does was, it end with a six? It was 660. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's nice to see there are no blowouts, that this is a very close competition. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. It's, I mean, I'm proud of my score. I got 660 despite not knowing any of the mechanics of the game or what I, I'm supposed I to be doing. I think that's quite impressive, sir. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. I try my best. <sighs> okay, so the next one's a real stinker for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe, I believe you've won. Uh, pole position two. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, pole position one, I highly enjoy. Pole position two, I've never played in an arcade. I've always played with some kind of workaround, like, you know, controller-wise. Yeah. How did you play it? Uh, like, you played with a keyboard? Yep, played it with a keyboard. How did that control? Horribly. Absolutely okay, horribly. Good. Good. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, it's got an odd, it's got an odd feel to it. Pole position always has an odd feel to it because somehow your Formula One car follows the track, but it doesn't fully follow the track. So some of the steering, 
when you're going around the corner, even though you're at your keyboard I'm pressing left, it's a digital input and you're going to go left, but because it's already turning, it somehow feels a wee bit analogy. There's different variances in the turning, and I just didn't get on with the feel of it at all. I did, however, manage to smash the game and smash it in a good way. But overall, Ooh. I did not like it. I, I didn't like it at all. No, I think... And and I remember pole position has one of those steering wheels that doesn't have a lock. So it just keeps oh, spinning and yeah, spinning and yeah. spinning and spinning. And I think that's kind of the key to playing this is you really need that feel. Mm-hmm. Because I, I'm not using this score because that's cheating. But after I was done and went, okay, I can't do this. Because PlayStation 1, they don't even accept uh, analog sticks. It's just the D-pad. Oh. Right, yeah. Uh, I hooked up Mayo on my computer and I used my trackball as oh, the steering. Yeah. And it worked quite a bit better than, than using inputs. But so if you ever use that score, like why don't you use that score then? Because I didn't write it down. Ah. Oh, do you know what it was? <laughs> Seven million uh, four hundred. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh-huh. no, I, I have no idea. But that's fine. I mean, we're playing the Namco Museum version, so yeah, fair fine. enough. I'll play the I. Museum. Dave, I um I didn't enjoy my time with pole position too. Neither You're did right. I. You, you need the cabinet. You need you need the steering wheel. It's not great. But whatever. It's things happen, and I'm gonna report my score now, which right. was a cool as a cucumber. It's not changed from last night. Just to make you aware, oh, thirty-three thousand six hundred thirty. How much? How many thousand? Thirty-three. 630. Oh, yeah, you got me. You got me. Did you make it to the, like, after the qualifying lap? Did you make it to the race? Yes. I made it once, and then I did miserably, and so it didn't really count. I, did, do you know what I had the most problem with was other cars on the track? Oh, yeah. Other cars. It's got a bad, like, rad racer. Yeah. Cars just getting away on purpose. And and it's not even, like, you you clip them. And you explode in flames and um, <laughs> hellfire. Well, to be fair, isn't... this is the um, the first car ever to be made out of solid nitroglycerin. So naturally, as soon as you bump it, just kaboom. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah. Right, okay, that, that makes a lot more sense then. Oh, uh, really quick, what track did you play on? Uh, the practice did... track. Oh, I wonder if the Namco Museum is different. Because I could choose from four different tracks. I could choose um, from like a Formula One no, track, you know, kind of swervy. I got yeah. There was a and hang on, is this in a grid layout? Because I did have the same thing. Uh, yes, top yes. left was kind of swirly. Top right was an oval. Yeah, yeah, it was like a NASCAR track. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I was on the oval. Hang on, have I cheated then? Because I've used the easy track. I I don't know. I would <sighs> say that the judges are probably out to lunch, so we'll still continue this as you winning. But yeah, I, I did the first track mostly. Oh, Dave, I might that one I... on the bottom left looked yeah, like it's, hell. It's like a wipeout <laughs> track or something like that. It's just nuts. Um. Uh, oh, my score was oh, twenty thousand yeah. five hundred sixty. Oh, so it's close. Yeah, but no cigar. All right, then the last one, the game I thought I would hate because every time I played it as a kid, I hated this game. Now, kind of into it, Craig. Okay, that okay. is the Tower of Druaga. Now, yep. a little bit of admin. Craig last night sent a score that blew my socks off and made me cough mm-hmm. violently yes. because I could not believe it. I was worried. I was nervous. 
Craig, how big was that score? That score was 30. Um, a That's cool, it. crisp, 30. and even 30. <laughs> I even, in the message I sent you, had to put in brackets to clarify, yes, I do mean 30. I got 30. So how did you get only 30? Did you just kill a slime? And that was it? I, I think I managed to kill one slime thing, but the timing of slashing wasn't doing it for me and I instantly I died lots and then I just I got so frustrated with it, it was so stupid that I just gave up <laughs> okay so so uh, fix number one is you don't slash, you hold the button and then he does kind of this just holds the sword out and charges and then <sighs> you just run into slimes now that was the missing piece of information that would have... Because it takes forever for him to draw his sword. As Ah, oh, bugger. Oh, well. I, I would have loved to sit there and watch you try to time that slow bring Dave, out I was the actually, sword. I spent a good amount of time with it. I spent a good amount of time trying... Because he does... He pressed the button and you're waiting. It almost felt a bit like some of the animation timing from Prince of Persia the other week. It was like waiting for something to happen while something else is happening. And just... Oh, my goodness. That's hilariously... Uh, yeah sad um yeah it feels like you know okay so there's time to pull out your sword that's fair that way you know you have to plan things ahead and then he puts it right back in you're like no no what are you doing no keep it out so yeah all mm-hmm. you gotta do is hold the button and you can just run into slimes all willy-nilly and you won't get hurt um the okay, only time okay. it comes and at first i was like okay well then why wouldn't you constantly have your sword out that seems dumb but later on, there are wizards that just appear and throw spells at you. And if your sword is out, you don't have your shield out, so you die. So it's kind of a, hmm, should I keep my sword out or should I leave my shield out? Oh. Now, number two. Mm-hmm. Is this the slowest video game protagonist? Oh, incredibly slow. I think at some point in my awful, awful time with the whole game and trying to time uh, attacking people, I got stuck in a bit of a maze and... I thought I was heading towards a couple of blobs at the bottom of the screen and I actually got stuck in the maze and I looked to retrace my steps where I would have to go back round, loop back over myself and down to get the slimes <laughs> and I, I just quit out the game. <laughs> I was just like, do you know what? I can't, I can't possibly because I knew that I was going to spend like five minutes getting round the screen to just be killed. Now, Juraga is like I said in the beginning, very Japanese. So if you kill all the slimes on the first screen, you get boots, which boost your speed by about 300%. You're just zipping around as fast as you please. For the rest of the game? For the rest of the game. What? So all I needed to do was kill three slimes by holding a button down. (laughs) And running into them, and you would Uh have had boots. Oh, man. Um, Also... It is full of, A, gotchas, because Namco really wanted your money on this one, and B, a lot of hidden stuff of like, okay, there's nothing down here, but if you go down that dead end, poof, a chest appears, and now you can throw fireballs or something like that. It's it's full of that very early, like, jump, and then things appear in midair because you jumped in the certain spot kind of mechanics. That sounds frustrating. It, it, it is fun, especially when I was like, you know, I'm doing really good. I'm on like a floor seven. This is great. Yeah. 
I can clear this. How many floors? Oh. Oh. How many floors are there? A hundred. Oh, dear. How Not do you... specials. Yeah. So, Dave, you like this game. You like Tower of Draga, right? You think... Yeah, I think I'm, I do. I'm, I'm going to play this. You play an arcade version of a game where you're clearly putting in coins. It's designed to take all of your money, all of your fake digital... Well, well let's, let's say, fairly, it is designed to give you at least one level, and then that's when the game starts taking your money. Namco's generally fair when it comes okay. to, like, Pac-Man, it's fair. But then, my, my question is, if you thought, I want to go and play this, would you then go and try and find a home port of the game to try and get some of the more traditional save mechanics, or maybe some of the difficulty might be reduced or some of those gotchas might be not as abundant or would you sit down and try and beast the arcade version i don't i like like the optimal version of me would be like totally gonna beast that arcade version i'm a man Mm -hmm. when in reality i'm actually a small whimpering child and i would probably (laughs) use save states at the beginning of every floor Okay. And right, yeah. try to get through it. Like, I'm I'm looking at the PSP version, because, I mean, this is a series that's been going ever since. Like, there's oh. eight or nine games. Jeez. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the PSP one. I might end up picking that up. But, yeah, this, this was a surprise. Anyway, to the scores. <clears throat> yes. You want to set aside a good ten minutes so you can say all the numbers to your score? Uh, yeah. Um, so, my final score, as previously reported, was actually <laughs> 30. Uh, I couldn't today, this morning, when I was getting on so well with Dig Dug, like, I seriously, seriously getting on well with Dig Dug, I couldn't bring myself to go back to Druaga. I can't say I blame you. Yeah. It, it Especially feels when I didn't, very unfair. <laughs> I didn't know how to play it, so yeah, that's, <laughs> that's something. Uh, Dave, what was your score? Did it beat my 30? Um, very, very close, because they end both with 30. Oh. So... If my math is correct, we're very close. I had 47,830. <laughs> so, we're close. Uh, that's that's not bad at all. So, how does right. the scoring work? I managed to get 30 by probably just killing one slime. You've got well, 34,000. You worked harder for your 30. <laughs> so, I, I don't know how that works. You put in a lot more effort. Um... Well, we do have a problem here, Craig. We mm-hmm. each have three. Oh, God. We do, actually. And this seems like some one of those pre-scripted... Dun, dun, yeah. dun, what we gonna, but it's not. What are we going to do? Right. Do you want a, a, a okay, slight... Okay, so... so um, really quick, I mean, we're putting this a little bit... You know, cart a little bit before the horse, but... Your pick next week is what? Marble Madness. Because you're our beautiful, beautiful man. Thank you, thank you. So, I say Marble Madness is the tiebreaker. Oh, right. Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. So, how do we do this? Do we do this by what level did you get to and then score or just score? We can't have two because what if one low scores but gets a head a level? I don't know if that's even possible. You know, sometimes it might be possible to do that. We're going to have to decide before we go in. So we're still undecided right now whether we're going to go like the PS3 version, the Mega Drive, emulate the arcade version. So on the next episode, we'll decide. Now, it will take only a quick Google to decide, is the scoring the same on all of them? And then you can just play your preferred version. 
because I don't see why a Mega Drive would give you a thousand points for getting to the end, and the NES give you eight hundred. And that doesn't make much well, sense. Well, there are there have been like even with that Prince of Persia, you get double the time on the Mega Drive. Oh, that's the, a good point. That is in the SNES, so the, the, there might be some trickery afoot, or some difference in coding. Can in we just say right now, Marvel Madness is better than Prince of Persia? Oh God, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, all right, there's, good. There's absolutely, no doubt. <laughs> all right so ladies and gentlemen that incredibly scattered but fun episode to record at least episode was namco museum volume three uh how do you feel about this collection of games as a whole craig if this was on a disc for thirty dollars would you pick it up no <laughs> no uh dig dug pack miss pac-man yeah the rest of them i didn't really click with even miss pac-man i'm not gonna sit down and i'm gonna go oh you know what i fancy me some miss pac-man dig dug if i thought do you know what i really fancy playing some dig dug ah uh, but i'll just go and play mr driller there's okay but you alluded to the fact that this isn't that i played it obviously i couldn't pick up the museum edition you picked up this or you have this in your collection already and it does have an extra element of museumness to it did you happen to check out a youtube yes okay craig so uh you youtubed it so you know what i'm talking about when i say like that whole museum thing where it you know that you have that antechamber and you go down certain rooms in first person and on your way to the arcade cabinet it shows all these kind of exhibits of like, this is what the flyer looked like. And oh, look, they made a cartoon. And and here's the original sprite sheets they used. And it, it's all a very, it, it actually feels like a museum exhibit. And it's very cool because they have record players where you can play each sound effect. You, you can look at all the, the box art to the Miss Pac-Man board game. It's just really cool stuff. The sad thing is it's on the PS1, which means it's rendered in like one by two. So, it the museum itself isn't very good, but they're very high-resolution JPEGs when you actually click on the uh, museum exhibits themselves. It's very cool. And to go in, you, you have to talk to the receptionist, and she asks your name, and you have to put your name in, and that automatically enters your name into every game you get a high score for. It is a very cool okay. package. That is actually, that's pretty cool. That reminds me of another, what other, was there an, a free xbox 360 atari museum where it was free to get game the room. actual was it game room yeah and you could walk a lot about of the potential game room. there yeah but by each individual cabinet i think it was i can't can't remember exactly i how it may have been suckered into that deal and spent about 60 dollars on oh, game room and geez. then what, was it all atari or is that a, no no it was atari it was in television there was some konami games hang there. on there were, i've it, there was a different section for each, wasn't there? A theme yeah, yeah, to well, Yeah, you could also create your own themes of like, this is my shooter room, and this is my. Um, again, very cool idea, and I don't know why it hasn't taken off. Probably because due to licensing, they have to nickel and dime you for everything. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I love like virtual arcades because you can't go home again, Craig. I'd love to see them redo Namco Museum because now you have the space you could stick on like everything from 1987 up to 1999 on a single oh, disc my God. That'd be amazing. and to have a nice like namco flavored arcade to virtually walk around it would be amazing and capcom sort of does it sometimes but again 
It's like, here's 10 games that we've already released three times. It's like, guys, we know this is not taking up, you know, that much space on a disc. You can release more at a time. Now, that I would pay good hard cash for, or even buy it digitally. Just this standalone Namco Museum Volume 3, probably not. No, no, like, like there there were five, and you yeah. see, I have a mild case of uh, anal retentiveness. Mm-hmm. And on each case, the first volume is a big old red M, and on the second volume is a big old red A. And so when I was a kid, all I had was Nam. Oh, and no way. <laughs> it drove me nuts, Craig. It drove me nuts. <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, when I got older, I sold the physical and bought all the digital. So now when you scroll down my PlayStation 3 list, you see N-A-M-C-O. And oh, you think to yourself, nice. oh, yes. That's pretty sweet. I don't think there's much more to say about Namco. All these games are great. Namco is a great company. You should probably send them a letter saying thank you. And next time, we will see you on Marble Madness. I can't thank wait. You. I can't wait for this one. Can't no, I, I'm very excited to play Marble Madness. Yeah. So we will see you next time. Cool. Say goodnight, Dave. Good night, Dave. Hey, you done it. Yes. <laughs>